You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to another episode of the Cousin Connection Podcast. Uh, we got you another episode this week, and what? I think we should redo oh, it. Oh, shoot. We can't see that. Yes, you can. Eh, whatever. So, yeah, okay, it's not there anymore. <laughs> but yeah, we're back with another week, or another week, another episode. Uh, as you can see, we're rocking some new gear today. Uh, shout nice. out to our, my sister. Well, our sister, technically, you know, our sister. Our sister. I claim Aisha her, Haroon. too. <laughs> <laughs> Aisha Haroon, she came out with a, her own uh, merch now, finally, after like 10 years of telling her however long she's been doing YouTube. Yeah. Uh, successfully. But like, yeah, she came out with some new gear that we're rocking today. So if you want to support her, make sure to go out and check her out. I'll probably put the link behind us or something. Hopefully you guys can catch the restock because I'm pretty sure everything's sold out right now. Oh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, if, if it's not, she's always posting that. Make sure to follow her on Instagram and all her socials. So, exactly. you, get, you know, the latest updates on whatever's uh, uh, the the new restock happens. Exactly. Okay. So, um, first of all, I just want to talk about like, okay, so yesterday we went to the Hassan Minhaj comedy uh. show. And like, okay, so what I brought this up to, I think it was me, it was me, Nabat, Iman, and you. Mm-hmm. We, we all went out there to uh, watch the show. When I first brought it up, I didn't think they would actually want to go to the show. Why? If you don't know who Hassan Minhaj is, he's a, basically a, a Muslim comedian. Mm. Uh, he's a comedian who happens to be Muslim. And um, like, I, I know I liked him. Like, I really loved him because of his show Patriot Act. And mm-hmm. also, I already knew about him from his, uh, he was a, a what did they call those people those like the hosts on those comedy uh new shows um coordinator or something like that but he was basically like mm-hmm. one of the co-hosts on a comedy show i believe with john stewart and also on trevor noah's show mm-hmm. uh or not john stewart i think it was um uh the other guy steve steve uh shoot you ah why am i forgetting there. his name right now you oh shoot there. sorry i said that really loud i kind of <laughs> clipped out the mics let me turn myself down there a bit but yeah uh he was uh one of those people on the show <laughs> and that's a why host I, right huh? a guest host no the correspondent oh. that's the word correspondent he was a correspondent on the show mm. it was comedy but they actually really like it's funny because like the that was a time when like the comedic uh new shows were giving us more the real news than mm. the actual news uh, broadcasting channels or whatever like cnn or fox news or whatever mm-hmm. um but yeah that's where i first found out about him and then of course he had his comedy special called uh, i forget what his comedy first comedy special was called um but yeah i brought it up to you guys and you're like yeah we're down you know we got some nice tickets to go to yeah. the show and so how did you like it by the way 
I thought he was really funny. Like I uh was not a longtime fan. Like I just kind of started watching him when he had the Patriot Act on mm-hmm. Netflix. Um and it's a very different like his comedy style is very different from like the normal Yeah. Like average. Like it, he's very much like a storyteller and mixes as he says um like seriousness and also satire like all in one in his storytelling. So I thought he was really funny. Yeah. I I just I think what was funnier was um the guys that were behind us were like scream oh, laughing yeah. the entire time. Yeah. So I'm like I don't know they if they definitely just... came ready for like a comedy show. They were Yeah, just... like they were they laughed at the first guy. Like he was he was he had some pretty good jokes so like if you don't know on comedy shows usually they have a couple openers yeah i didn't know that warm up the crowd you didn't know about that no you thought it was just straight up like, yeah so i was like Who's but even guy? concerts do the same thing they have open acts that i understand i've never been to a comedy show before. oh okay yeah i guess yeah it was your first comedy show too but just yeah. d- it's a very different than a real comedy show at least like how he has it set up because mm. like he if people don't know, like his, if you watch his first special, it's very similar to it, where he kind of like tells a story of his life or like where he's been in the past uh, few years, mm-hmm. but he does it in like comedic way, uh, and he, but he does get like serious at times, and like it's t- it tends to come out of nowhere sometimes, like you you're, like yeah. you'll be everybody will be dying laughing, da- yeah. dying laughing, <laughs> and the next second like he'll just get super serious and he'll get like pin drop quiet in the whole theater. I, I'm not gonna lie, his uh, his realness kind of surprised me. Like I knew mm-hmm. he was real. Yeah. But you know when he was talking about his like. That, that, his... Do you want to give away too much? Oh. Yeah. Okay. When he was that, talking there's about. There's a reason. If you don't know about <laughs> this, also for a lot of comedy shows, they lock up your phones and yeah. any like electronic devices mm. because they don't want that stuff getting out. But you know like what he opened with. Yeah. And it was a very somber topic. Yeah. Like I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Is this a comedy? Like, what kind of? <laughs> yeah, if you're not expecting it, it can be a little jarring. But yeah, um, it, he definitely like made it super lighthearted and like mm-hmm. he he knew how to tell it very well. Similar to his first special. Yeah. Uh, how, but like that was also something you guys weren't kind of used to, which was the fact that they so they lock up your phones in like little bags. Yeah, that, that was annoying. You carry with you. Yeah. But like you can't open them until the end of the show and they had like a special device to open them up. Mm. So how would you guys deal with that for the whole show? Um, I just thought it was funny because right before the show started, we were all like, OK, let's go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And then, I, you know, when we all looked at each other and we're like, wait, we can't even text each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's like old school size. Like, OK, we got to meet up at this spot. <laughs> yeah. Basically to to find each other. And it's crazy because like right when we sat down, mm-hmm. like Amir did one of these yeah oh, <laughs> i was so used to having my watch i was literally like trying to look at the time the yeah. whole time like and and i we were all kind of like just confused not confused but we were like you don't realize how much you rely on just knowing what time it is mm. because you don't know what time the show's gonna start you don't know if exactly. it's starting late or early that kind of thing exactly. and we're all just we literally to the point where we called over security guard and <laughs> asked them for the time on their watch <laughs> yeah and like I think not having our phones, not having our watches, like mm-hmm. literally, I mean, even when we normally hang out, like we do converse, but we're relying on some form of technology. Like, yeah. Like, either we're showing each other TikToks exactly. or whatever. But this time we literally had to sit there and talk. Yeah. Like, no, but even when we were talking, like we're so used to being talking about something, mm. be like, oh, I can't remember. First. And then you go for your phone directly to yeah. Google it. Oh, like, yeah. I Like, I don't realize how much I Google stuff on my phone until we were having conversation i couldn't mm. give you the facts right away i kind of have to be like 
trust me bro <laughs> <laughs> and like to the point where we were trying to see if like he was like okay google and i was like hey siri exactly but our phones didn't pick that we should have set up. that up early i know oh, yeah well. but it, it was a good show it all, was all did you all. like it yeah i love the show of oh, course okay. yeah, yeah, yeah he's like, i'm already finished <laughs> he's say. Mm-hmm. yeah i actually really enjoyed it i i i think it's a different vibe than like watching it on mm-hmm. like netflix or whatever youtube yeah. Um, being there in person i i kind of what i did expect and what happened which i don't think mm-hmm. is a spoiler is you know when com- comedians like pick out people from the crowd yeah like i find that kind of stuff funny yeah he definitely so. likes i feel like he does that for it because if you think about it he does mm-hmm. the same show yeah every single time right yeah so like i feel like he's always just picking on at least one person here mm. and there and he knows that when he makes like a certain joke that mm-hmm. he's gonna get a certain response yeah so yeah i feel like but he's gotten that show down to a t at this point right like he's done it so many times he said well, he had like 150 shows across america and like this he's doing a few in canada see like okay this is the one thing that i don't understand mm-hmm. at least with like artists like singers and stuff they can sing a song and like if they get bored they can get the audience to sing along yeah. or like change up the arrangement what do comedians do do they, just, do they just like say the same jokes like verbatim like yeah like they might use a different tag or like a different way of saying it a mm. tag is like i don't know it's like a phrase a punchline punch that kind of thing mm. um but yeah for the most part like the 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 main part of it is mm. the same throughout the whole show. Don't they get bored? <laughs> no, like because they're they're slightly refining it every time, right? That's like me when I tell the same story like thirty times. Yeah, exactly. Times. There are people who tell the same story like their whole <laughs> life. Like they have that one really funny story they know can like break the ice in any conversation. Yeah, that's basically what comedians are doing. I guess. Yeah. I mean, it it was he covered such a different like such different topics that mm-hmm. like. I guess he can, the, yeah. I can see him. Did like, you know about all that stuff, all that like controversy and all that stuff that was going on with him? Um, I mean, I can't say it. I uh, can't but say no, which but were you aware of it? Uh, like just not in the, generally, like all that, uh, a lot of the information he was telling the s- on the show. The stuff that happened on the show, yeah. Oh, okay. Because I was watching it live as yeah. it was coming out. Yeah. Um, and Ali, you mm-hmm. know, Amal's brother, my brother-in-law, yeah. um, we were all like, we would always talk about it and we'd be like, oh my God, did you see like, yeah this this happened so okay like, yeah i, I guess about... that's maybe one thing to like kind of w- do you think it's important for people to kind of like read up on hassan like if you didn't know if you didn't know anything about mm-hmm. hassan before this show i think, think this was would... a good introduction of who he was oh, okay yeah so you, you really don't have to read up on him to be able to go and enjoy the show yeah he's like... already sold out his shows at this point so if you're not in, if you're outside of toronto you might be able to find some tickets but mm. uh, yeah i think he's done with this city now <laughs> i know he's like you guys bullied me into having a show here yeah basically <laughs> i don't think that's a spoiler i don't mm-hmm. i don't think so nah it was good we're good yeah but you know i, I think it was a good show i mm. i am sad that like he no longer has a show on Netflix. yeah i don't think that's a spoiler it's been no. known yeah. but um are you more inclined to go to more like comedy shows now yeah, I'd want to. You'd want to go more shows? Yeah. Okay, we'll look at more shows. Than yeah, you. if you know, like, you know the the second opener? Yeah. I thought he was funny. Yeah, yeah. I forget, what was his name? Uh, I have no idea. Shoot. We couldn't even, that's the thing, you can't record. He literally, one of his lines, yeah. Hassan's lines was like, you're going to have to remember this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad. Yeah. I don't remember, what was it Michael or like? Hmm? the guy was it michael or something like that uh, i can't remember like now dino or? so dino it was, was dino, it dino something i think it was dino something stop search up dino comedian how how do you Just spell dino d-i-n-o that's dino 
Yeah, same thing. Comedian. Yeah, oh, there it is. Oh Dino God. Archie. Look at that memory, oh, you guys. Oh, shoot. That was really loud. My bad, guys. Is that me or you? Yeah, you know what? Let me fix these levels real quick. Is that me I think that was you. Uh, is it? Yeah. My bad. Okay, yeah. So Dino Archie, he was really funny. Wow, look at my memory. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually really impressed right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what he looks like? Yeah. I couldn't see you from that You are really far. loud, actually. Really? That's you, yeah. That has never been a problem before. <laughs> no, I think it's because uh, maybe the gain is all the way up. By the oh. way, I got I to gotta do a wardrobe change right now because I am dying of sweat. Y- y'all saw the shirt. Okay, just take a look at it. Okay, it says, <laughs> it says, Don't what worry, it says? I happy looks good on you. Check out our merch. And now I'm going to do a, uh, 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 a wardrobe change and we'll be right back. I know we have topics. Yeah. It's just something else that came up during that show. Because okay. like, you know, we had time to talk without our phones and everything. True. And like my question to them, because I, I don't know why it just confused me so much. It's in, it's, it's in regards to art. And I asked oh. them, I think, what was the specific question I asked you guys was like... Um, I remember. You said, um, yesterday when you asked us, you said, would you rather know the story behind the art or would you rather it be up to your own interpretation? Yeah, exactly. Um, I think it depends on the form of art. Mm-hmm. Because there are certain shows that I've seen or that I've watched where... The ending is like some total cliffhanger and literally open to your own interpretation. Mm -hmm. And it has me like Googling and like reading articles and stuff about it. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. And even if it's like, you know, a painting or a photograph where you as the um, the viewer. Yeah. Or the, yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. um, Where you, you can literally make up the story in your head. Like Mm -hmm. I I like those types of um, uh, like thought provoking art pieces, but I also sometimes like. Sometimes I don't mind if it's just like, you know, it just tells me the story straight up. Mm-hmm. But then I know like in my head, I'll be like, oh, like what if it did this and this and this? And, you know, you yeah. come up with your own storyline in your head. Yeah. So I think if I was going to pick one or the other, I'd rather it be open to my own interpretation. Mm-hmm. How about for you? That's why I'm so, no, for me, I, I love people who like take risks and like thing makes makes not like make the cookie cutter story. Mm. That's like really that's been done a thousand like times. A generic. Yeah, like someone who does does something different mm-hmm. or maybe takes like a classic story mm-hmm. and like puts a twist on it. So that's you why want the story to be told to you? No, but like well, if they are going to tell it to me, like make it interesting or or maybe showcase it in a different way oh. where it doesn't look like every other movie or story that's been told because technically that I, th- I believe there's a saying where they say like there's only really like 44 not even maybe not even that much or like 30 something ways of telling a story or, or story plots that can be made really? if that makes sense yeah i've never heard I, that. I can't remember exactly how it breaks down maybe you can google it right now actually There's check what that says like uh go on here let me search it myself here, here. you search it oh right there okay mm-hmm. so like the seven plots here are like overcoming the monster uh rags to riches uh the quest voyage and return rebirth comedy and tragedy so like every story can kind of be broken down into one of these seven or every 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 piece of entertainment you've watched can be broken down into these kind of seven story elements or or what it plots like overcoming a monster that's a lot of the horror movie plots are like that right okay and of course now like people are trying to get around not get around this but they're trying to Mm. break this stereotype or this uh rule of or not rule but 
this saying that there's only seven plots by like putting twists on stories. You have me thinking like way too hard. I'm trying to find one that doesn't fall into. What about like romance, like the romantic films or whatever? Where would that fall? Romance. Uh, let's see if there's anything here that says romance. Let me go. I'm sure romance can be Cause put I guess into one of these uh, plots here, but but then again, like romance. What, is is that, what kind of story do you mean when you say romance? You mean like those like, um, what like what are those movies like uh, they used to call them? Chick flicks? <laughs> <laughs> but not all chick flicks. That's just stereotype. Not all chick flicks are um, romance what? movies. Like yeah, now they are. Like, what are you talking about? No. Now chick flicks like are exclusively romance movies, are they not? Legally Blonde is a chick flick. Mean no, it girls. isn't. Legally Blonde is a comedy. Are you crazy? Legally Blonde. I'm sweating it's here. God, why is this room so hot all the time? I need to throw on the AC. But is yeah, Legally Blonde is definitely a comedy. Or is there? does she have like a love interest in it? It's literally Legally Blonde. Is it? I mean, it's literally a chick flick. Did she have a Did she have a love interest in the movie? I mean, yeah, but that wasn't the main... Uh, like, you, you've seen the movie before, right? Maybe, yeah. The one with Reese. Yeah, Reese I, 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 remember, I remember like... S- vaguely so she's a blonde who's like studying yeah, to become yeah. a lawyer yeah like exactly basically trying to break the stereotypes of overcoming blonde. exactly isn't that one of the plot things here i mean it's not like an over i mean i guess yeah, it is. she's overcoming the monster no there's no monster in this movie. or it's a quest story okay it's a quest you know it had a little bit of comedy in there i don't know you can maybe re- interpret it as rebirth in a way what about like psychological thrillers mm-hmm. documentaries drama like um yeah like they, they all of them can kind of fall these are just like like the buzzwords general? i guess or general words but i mm. feel like they when you break it down they kind of fall into these seven plot lines or plot um categories you know what you know what's a good uh series to watch that really challenges your ability or your 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 interest in interpreting a story black is Mirror. No, Black Mirror kind of does tell you straight up in a way. Like it's 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 clear what the story is or what they're um, hinting to, or in that kind of way. Like it's it's not. I don't feel like a lot is left up to, to interpretation at the end. Maybe for a couple episodes here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at least it's not interpretation. It's more like asking you. It's asking you a question. It's like like thought provoking. Yes, thought provoking. Exactly. Mm. Um, but I feel like the Love, Sex, and Robots series really kind of like pushes it to the limit on interpretation not every episode there are some that are just like straight up like horror or gore and that kind of stuff but there are some like there's one called jibaro which is an episode of the show you mean yeah so they're Mm -hmm. all they're all made by different it's it's not like a series that it all runs it's more of an anthology i think that's what you would call it where each studio or there's like seven or eight studios that are Mm -hmm. given money to make a short story or a short film and they can make it in whatever style that they want i believe it just has to somewhat involve love sex or robots oh yeah interesting i I believe it has to interpret in in not interpret what do you call it um actually no it doesn't have to involve those kind of things but it's roughly some of them are like uh, around one of those three things that are mentioned there um but or sorry, not love, the sex, sex, love, love, death, and robots. I don't know why I said the sex and robots. I think at one point it was changed or something. Mm. But yeah, um, that show. There's an episode called Jibaro, mm-hmm. which is artistically, it's like something you've never seen before. 
it's very very like not in your face but it's, it's very different from anything you've ever seen before if you search up jabaro it looks hyper realistic but also like super animated and almost like unreal uncanny and unrealistic at the same time it's it's so like the first time i watched it i loved it but like it was just um a lot to take in at once and it's actually probably one of the best episodes on their uh season three at least to me and it does leave a little bit up it does leave the ending uh, up to interpretation on exactly like what's going on here or like what what they're referring to here what they want you to what they and everybody kind of takes a little bit of a different interpretation from it so i feel like that one will really really challenge you on whether or not you like just a simple story to be told to you or if you want to be able to have to like dig through what's being shown to be able to find out what the real meaning is behind that yeah i don't want to read any of these because they all say like episode explained you know explaining the episode oh yeah so just you should watch the episode mm, i've never seen this show before so okay watch it and we'll do, do some <laughs> homework watch the show or watch this episode specifically and then let me know what you think about it yeah does it matter if i watch the other episodes or what? no no no. they're all not related to each other that's so i hate when shows do that though no no, no it's think of it like it's not technically a show it's a series so they oh. take so they take a bunch of su- um, studios mm. and they give them each like full rights to make whatever they want with that money completely unrelated to each other yeah completely unrelated and they're all different stories short stories being told oh and like some of them are hand animated some of them are 3d animated uh the only thing is that none of them include like real people they they have to all be animated in some way this is not live action no i thought these were real people i know that's that's why i told you like some of them they make it look so real like when you watch this, they're gonna look so real, but then you'll realize what mm. I mean when it looks also unreal at the same time. So watch that when you get the chance. Okay. And we'll talk about it another time. But that's just something that I feel that question I was asking on whether or not whether or not you like this like a simple story just told to you, mm. or you have to dig through what's being shown to you be, to be able to find out what the story is or what they're trying to tell you. It just depends. Like sometimes I. I want to do extra homework when I watch a show. Yeah. And sometimes I just want to, I think you were talking about this yesterday. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when you just want to like escape in a show, like you just want to yeah. watch something to just like submerge yourself in yeah. it. Like that, I'd rather them just tell me mm-hmm. everything as is and I'm just embracing it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I like to be like, oh, I wonder what that means. Oh, I wonder yeah. what like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. But okay, that's interesting. Yeah. I, that was interesting. I don't know. I just, that, was, that was just some conversation we were having in that yeah. like 30 minutes where we had no phones <laughs> and no watches that i want to bring up here and i want to know what your opinions are or what your thoughts are on that yeah uh what, uh, what to that question where your answer is to that question of mm. whether or not you'd like to be told the story straight up or want to like uh be able to interpret what's happened or what's what they're trying to tell you yeah i don't know if you've noticed or mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys have noticed if any of you have tiktok but there have been some really really weird Mm. weird like live on so on tiktok when you're scrolling yeah it'll bring up like people's live as a suggested thing that you can click mm-hmm. into and i'm not even joking like i've been seeing like i know in in general they have weird ones like people cracking like eggs yeah uh, sorry peeling eggs or like i pearls. got that once yeah did you see the pearl one no <laughs> where, they, where they take it out of the clam or whatever pearls no. come out of <laughs> I never saw that one. I honestly don't get a lot of lives anymore. I think they notice I don't like them. <laughs> I don't. I never watch lives though. But they always like. Yeah. Did you Did you read? 
which oh yeah the one with i honestly when you wrote that down i was like what side of tiktok are you on i, I have never seen i could seen probably any of show you my phone now and you'll see like the okay so okay but like okay go ahead let go me ahead. explain this one yeah i'm not really an, you guys know i'm not really someone who's into anime i don't know the ins and outs okay mm -hmm. i know like maybe two percent yeah there were these like okay so apparently on tiktok you can have two people with two separate accounts and they mm -hmm. do like a versus thing Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I get. Oh, I see a lot of those. No, okay. there's just a guy that I follow who does it a lot. So there's these two, like, girls dressed as anime characters. Mm -hmm. Obviously not speaking English. Yeah. Um, Why obviously? You can wear anime and, and okay, be my in bad. the Western country. Was that okay. offensive? Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. My bad. Mm -hmm. But anyways, they weren't speaking English, so I didn't understand what was going on. Yeah. But for some reason, like, I kind of just stopped to, like, watch. Mm -hmm. Because they were doing this weird thing where, like, <laughs> you know when you're when you're playing video games and mm -hmm. you're about to kick, pick, um, pick a character yeah and they kind of just do one of these like like just like yeah. stalling they were doing that but they would do like i can't even like mimic them what are they <laughs> making like faces like faces and weird like sounds like Meow, like <laughs> oh I, wait maybe maybe whenever someone donates they make that sound or something yeah and like it was just so weird, Amir. Like, why are you so getting weird. these things? I don't Sarah. know. So I'm like, what the f is going on? So I clicked into yeah. it. Yeah. And then I see all the commenting, like, no, that's a man. Like, what is this? What's going on? I'm like, wait, what? I wasn't even thinking mm -hmm. it's a man. I'm just thinking, why are they making these weird, like, yeah. like things with their hands? Yeah. I've and never, like, honestly, I've never seen this once on TikTok. Every time, like, they, I'm on the good side of TikTok. <laughs> every time the viewers like donated stuff to yeah. them. One of them would like fall back like she was getting dizzy or something. Honestly, I have no idea. Anyway, yeah, because so I have seen that where like um oh you so you have seen that. No, I haven't seen that specifically, but I've noticed that like there are some pages where like if someone donates, yeah, they'll like make a sound or like something will pop up on their page or something will happen. The person did this when though. they donate. Yeah, but in your case, I guess the person was doing it, <laughs> which like, is because okay. I I know they do that a lot on like uh, on twitch like on twitch when oh. someone donates they might not they might not like do a weird thing like that but they'll <laughs> say like you know shout out to blah blah, blah or like oh, okay so they can see like, yeah they can see who's uh, donating but i don't know i've never seen this side of tiktok did you see the two boys in the bed no so like there's like there's like this wallpaper okay there's a bed and they're just like lay it's the weirdest thing they're laying there under yeah. the covers their eyes are closed but they're doing this Wait, where's the perspective of the camera? Like, it's there. Imagine it's there. Yeah. Okay? And they're, like, lying down like this. But how do you see their faces? Because it's, it's facing them. But they're, like, back. So, like, flat, no? So yeah, the camera's back here. Maybe it's, like, higher. At oh, okay. Higher yeah, angle, yeah, yeah. And their eyes are, like, closed. Yeah. Like this, and they're just going like this. But there's, like, a siren in the background. What? So, like, the siren goes off, I guess, every time someone donates. Yeah. And then they do this, like, this dance move. And then it goes silent, and then they freeze. And they pretend they like they go back in, like, to sleep. Whatever movement they were doing before, like they pretend like they go back to yeah. sleep. Yeah. Then the siren comes off and they like dance around again like this. It's so that siren is probably going off whenever they <laughs> get a donation. Amir, it's the weirdest thing. And then the other. How long are you watching these lives for? Because I'm like, <laughs> what? What the hell is this? And the last one that I thought was like very yeah. creepy, and this is when I was like, I need to get off my phone. Yeah. There's like five or six like kids and like they look really poor and like this dusty like cave looking thing. And they're streaming live on TikTok. Okay. And they're like they don't speak English either, but they're like help me, like <laughs> Amir. 
I have to like pull up my phone. It is. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then I clicked into it. Like, oh my yeah. god, what, what's wrong with these kids? Like, why are they? First of all, how'd they get a phone with internet connection mm-hmm. in a cave? Why are you saying help me? And then all of the comments were saying it's a scam. Don't donate to them. Well, duh. But there was like thousands of people watching them. Then I'm like, how do you get people to watch your lives like that? What's happened to TikTok? I don't know. That's why I'm confused. I, I like the the lives that I'm getting are like people i either follow or i get the plant guy a lot there's a guy who like really good at knowing plants and stuff but like oh, i follow him you follow him yeah <laughs> i get him sometimes too but i've never seen that side of tiktok i i promise you mm-hmm. if i pull up my phone right now yeah i could probably i want to see you. pull up your phone right now i want to see what's on your live Ugh, where is it maybe you like like your that your algorithm got like mixed up with someone else's for a day and you they're just showing you a bunch of stuff that like uh, like oh shoot gotta switch it back and they're like they got it back to you no but you. it was like throughout this entire week i've mm-hmm. been seeing the anime one especially i want to know does that, are any of you guys getting i don't these know like, yeah. i've never seen this really yeah the next time i see you and i'm gonna like dm it i don't even know if you can yeah DM i don't know lives. how you send a live just search, but I'll send message like you. the the at or whatever I'm like, go on right now look at this <laughs> but yeah like it was just very weird No, but then that. i'll start getting them <laughs> True. yeah i think that's what it was because once i started watching yeah. one mm-hmm. it just kept like um bringing it back up on yeah. my thing so and then and then i thought about like the like the kids saying like help me or whatever yeah and i'm like wait people are actually don't like you can make money yeah yeah you can definitely that's why a lot of like tiktokers will go on live mm. once they get enough followers because at that point people can just automatically donate to you like you're not really beholden to how many views you're getting because views are so incon- inconsistent on tiktok yeah that you'd rather just go on live and see if people will be willing to support you just by sending. Cause those things that That's, they send, I believe are money. So like that, even that concept is wild to me. Imagine yeah. begging people to send you gifts on mm-hmm. <laughs> TikTok. Hey guys, we're trying to get 10 K cause we can do that. <laughs> you need 10 K. Yeah. You need 10 K to go live. All right. Well, we're 30% of the way there. Yeah. Follow so, us on TikTok, guys. Follow us on TikTok, guys, and we'll go on live. And oh, make sure also to subscribe to the YouTube channel. <laughs> you, I was literally getting ready to say it. And you're just like, so let's get into this week's topic. I was like, <laughs> my bad, my bad. And like the video. <laughs> Midway through the episode. <laughs> Whatever, okay. <laughs> so now we're going to get into one of the questions that we got from one of our viewers. Um, I'm just going to read it exactly how it was sent, and then we can kind of get into it. So she said, I've been struggling with my Iman lately and I guess letting go of the past. How do you accept the trauma from your past and move on? Also, how do you build your Iman when you hit rock bottom? Mm-hmm. We are going to get into this topic. It also has a sub that says therapy verse. Oh, I, back to Allah. Yeah, I added that. Oh, okay. It was like, oh, my bad. I just spoiled a little bit. guys. That's OK. It, it was a, mm-hmm. a cue to not a cue. What? Something to like. Uh, Remember. Yeah. Mm, OK. Um, but yeah, we'll get into it in approximately five seconds. We'll be back after the break. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the crescendo, I think is what it's called. Okay, so we said we'd get into it. Um, before we do, I just want to say we actually do have an episode that is sort of related to this topic called Hitting Rock Bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to link it up here so you guys can check it out. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you haven't already, it's one of our more earlier episodes where we, I, st- I, f- I truly believe like it was our first time being uh, vulnerable on the podcast. I think we were holding back a bit because it was our first time. So hopefully today we can kind of Dive really dissect in. this mm-hmm. topic. Um, do you want to give your thoughts first or do you want me to? No, you can give your thoughts first on this one. Don't worry. I always give my thoughts first. So I feel like I gotta like. No, I want you. I wanted you to. No, no, no. I wanted Sa- to know what I'm you were so gonna good. say. I'm so bad at this. I'm always the one who starts it off. Okay, I'll give my thoughts first. Okay, 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 okay I'll give my thoughts yeah. first. Whatever. Okay. okay. Um, but yeah, just to answer your first question there, where you're saying like, how do you deal with past trauma? Mm. Um, first off, like it's all an individual basis. It depends on what that trauma is. Mm. Like it could be something. I don't know if you want to say like less severe where like you're dealing with like, I don't know, parents being very controlling when you're younger. Mm -hmm. And it could be like trauma, like you were abused Mm. in many ways as a child. So like it's so many degrees and like how to deal with it. I can't tell you how to deal with the more extreme stuff. But um, with the less extreme stuff, I feel I feel like one way we sort of deal with um trauma just to kind of go back to like the hassan minhaj show because mm. i don't know if it's a spoiler but it kind of like, gets into that a little bit right yeah but like a lot of us deal with it with humor mm. find uh finding people we can relate to who have probably been through the same thing and making light of it over time i don't know if that you would consider that dealing with it but it's a way to kind of it's like a cathartic way of like like getting it out there yeah and then trying to minimize it in a way that it doesn't affect you long term. Um, also, um, what? I mean, joking about it could be like a coping mechanism. Yeah. But I think what you're alluding to is like, first of all, just acknowledging that this trauma happened. Exactly. Because sometimes people like erase it from their memory or mm-hmm. they just like literally have a mental block on this specific part of their life. So I think if you can even acknowledge that something happened, yeah. that's a really big step. Yeah, exactly. And then um, I want to take your point because now that you have it there, <laughs> I was going to mention it. No, like that was the point of it, though. Oh, about the, then taking the next step on how to deal with it. Yeah. Like it was like because, you know, OK, so I guess we'll I can, well, like, like it, just it, also another thing is that like just going back to the individual, like some people are. What you might consider trauma to one person, what they wouldn't consider it trauma, even though it might have affected how they act or who they are and they day to day now. So they don't feel like it's something they even need to work on or even move on from. They just feel like it's a part of life. I feel like that's similar to like how our parents kind of dealt with trauma. They kind of just said like, this is life. This is this is how we. But that's an this example. Is how things are. <laughs> that's an example of someone not uh, acknowledging that they have trauma. I guess they so. might not recognize it as they just, they just say, oh, this is life. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you not. go to someone in like the third world and you mm. tell them what your trauma is, of course, the worst thing that's happened to you is the worst thing that's happened to you. Mm. So like 
That's it's, a good way of putting it. Exactly. <laughs> Very simple so, but effective. Yeah. So like <clears throat> if you told people in like a third world country, mm. not say like everybody in the third world country is having like a worse time with you, but like if you tell someone who ha- who is like grown grown up grown up in poverty, but you grew up in more of like a middle um middle class. Middle class and you told them your traumas, they would like be like, What are you talking about? This is mm. nothing compared to what it um what we've been through. Um so yeah, I, I, I honestly, uh, what I'm trying to get to is like, I don't know how to exactly answer that, mm. but I feel like your answer to it would probably be what I would eventually tell you or what it should lead to. Oh, you're just throwing it right back at me. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I think, you know, the person who asked this kind of answered part of it by saying, how do you accept the trauma is when you acknowledge that you have trauma from the past or are currently going through it um the first step is always going to be acknowledgement um and then in terms of like how do you accept like okay this happened to me i think you have to work towards not letting whatever that is define you because you know sometimes like i don't know let's say this is a really like a weird example okay but Mm -hmm. it just popped into my head let's say you got run over by a car and like yeah. because of that you had to get your leg amputated from your knee down. Mm-hmm. That's something very traumatic. Yeah. But now you can either choose to go about your life identifying as the guy with one leg mm-hmm. or you can just continue to live a normal life. Like you've accepted, okay, this is what happened to me. This is mm-hmm. my life. I have yeah. one leg. You can either let it define you or you can just continue your life as a normal person. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that sometimes we get in our heads and we let, these experiences define us and we're like oh you know for example today i'm having a really bad day Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna let that day continue as a bad day for the rest of the day so like Mm -hmm. even if something great happens let's say i don't know you get a promotion at work because you're having a bad day it's just not going to mean as much to you you know so Mm -hmm. don't let whatever that thing is define your entire life or your entire fine it's you know if it's if you're having a bad day you're having a bad day whatever Mm-hmm. But don't don't let it define you but then other than that i think um also it's okay to ask for help if mm-hmm. you need to if you're good with if you're able to uh deal with it on your own then you know there's a lot of self-help uh resources i know like amir and i used to talk about books all the time mm-hmm. in our past episodes um we've thrown out so many different recommendations so there's like there are ample uh resources online for self-help but if you uh, maybe it can be overwhelming and you don't know where to start. You can mm-hmm. also just, this is one the point that I brought up. It's either like seeking therapy is a great, great option for a lot of people um, because I feel like it allows, like therapy allows a professional to kind of like hear your side of the story and then help you pinpoint, you know, certain aspects of your life, how to deal with them in a healthy way and, you know, help you kind of, navigate through this journey called life as you know Mm -hmm. um the second point to that is also just turning back to Allah like for us we kind of speak from our own personal experiences and we are Muslim so for us we a lot of uh hardships that we may face we find ease in those hardships by turning to our our creator um so you know and I know that some people might have differing opinions on that because they're you can't just you know, pray your depression away, mm-hmm. <laughs> for example. Um, but there is like, it's, it's not something that we're just making up. Like it really is effective. Um, mm-hmm. I know that like 
if you're stressed some like personally if i'm stressed one day like and i'm working playing quran on a loop instantly calms me down like Mm -hmm. it's it works like a charm you know what i mean um and i think you can still do both hand in hand like i don't think that going to therapy and also um becoming more spiritual negate each other Mm-hmm. I think they can work together um, and, and really be effective for someone. So um, that's kind of my long answer. And um, in terms of like how to move on from something in the past. Mm-hmm. Well, like this is because that was a good example where you mentioned person because the person um, getting like a leg amputated mm. because a lot of people can't really wrap their head or some people to this day still can't wrap their head around mental trauma. Mm. So, but if you give them an example mm-hmm. of physical trauma and, tra- yeah. and like equate it in a way, being yeah. like try and, try and picture someone who's lost a leg mm-hmm. and them having to deal with that. Yeah. And then say like switch it up now to something mentally has happened to them, right? Like maybe they're, uh, the example I used earlier is maybe they were abused. Yeah. Like how they can move on from that. Mm. And like you said, you know, don't, define uh, try not to let it define you yeah uh to other examples like you mostly see people who have maybe gone through like cases like that or something yeah they become mm-hmm. advocates mm-hmm. yeah to, um i guess that's an example of someone letting it define them in a in a positive way yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so you can do that you can take mm-hmm. that trauma and let it define uh, if you're gonna let it define define it in a positive way mm-hmm. and maybe be the change to avoid other people from maybe going through uh, what you went through, uh, depending on what that is. Because I'm trying to look at this of more like, I, I guess you would say holistic or just like mm. general trauma, right? Yeah. Because like trauma can take on so many forms, right? Oh, yeah. So it's hard to say one, it's hard to pinpoint a, a specific answer for it. But that's just as the examples that I've seen in the public eye mm. of people who have gone through different variations of trauma, whether it be like post-traumatic stress disorder or uh, abuse or like um, um, like something physically happening, like a crash. Mm. A lot of them, at least the positive ones I've seen, are they were able to take that incident that's happened to them or multiple incidents mm-hmm. and turn it into something that they can um, uh, work to lessen in a way or not lessen but like maybe create awareness yeah create awareness for Mm. it and and avoid other people from kind of going through what they went through yeah and i think to kind of go back to the point that you made where you said i can't remember your exact words but something Mm. about like your trauma is your trauma or something like that Uh the worst thing that's happened to you is the worst thing that's happened to you yeah that's what it was (laughs) yeah (laughs) I, i think that um you also have to remember that let's say if we're looking at trauma on a scale 10 being the very worst and you in your life you have experienced 10 um in terms of the Mm -hmm. the severity of your trauma and then someone who's at a two is maybe your friend is at a two and they're confiding in you in your mind because you're at a 10 you're like bro your life is easy like it's Mm -hmm. really not that big of a deal but to the two the person who's experiencing it at two like that could be the end of their world that could be for them that could be a 10 yeah, yeah exactly so it's, everybody's 10 is different yeah that's another way of saying i guess that. yeah and and it's not to say that you should be minimizing anyone else's experience because your experience is unique to you um but i just think that you you kind of have to look at it from an individual standpoint like deal with what you have to deal with if you're in a place where you can confide um not confide uh 
advise someone else because they're confiding mm-hmm. in you you can do that but i i would strongly suggest like don't minimize someone else's experience when mm-hmm. you're listening to them because of whatever you're going through um and then to answer the last question um so the second question or the second part of that question did we say how do you move on was um yeah that's sort of what we were Working referring towards? to yeah. yeah but uh or are you talking about but that's how that's that's th- those are ways of moving on right that we were mentioning there like of course technically by by making it into a positive you haven't moved mm. on but like you're kind of just dealing what with exactly it. what exactly do you mean by move on maybe like way, how right? do you like you never it's never gonna not be a part of you that's why that feel. that means you're letting it define you no, no, no. It'll still it, define you means it make it the only part of you. Uh, but to act like it's never happened. Yeah. Like, is that what you mean by move on? Or by move on, do you mean like it doesn't affect you? Yeah. Or you don't let it affect you, affect you in, a, in a negative way? Yeah, because maybe like, you know, something could happen to you and you let it impact every aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. That's, I would say, is not moving on. But if something happens to you, you have a period where it's impacting you and then you are like, okay, now I'm ready to move on. Mm-hmm. We can use anything as an example for that. Like, I don't know, a breakup. That's a perfect yeah. example. Mm-hmm. A breakup happens. It's shitty. You know, um, you're sad, angry, whatever that you, whatever you're feeling for a specific amount of time. Mm-hmm. And then you reach a point where you're either like tired of feeling that way or you're just ready to move on. Um, there's so many different ways to move on from a breakup though. Yeah. Like I think we feel like there's no one way mm-hmm. for us to be like, this is what you have to do. Um, there are different ways you can, you know, if you, if you want us to talk more about that, I mean, we've also had episodes on that before, but we mm-hmm. can also go into that if you would like. But, um, I think once you've reached your, your point where you're like, all right, I'm ready. Moving on basically is kind of just like, imagine you're driving a car and once you pass one landmark, you're just not going to turn back. You're just going to keep going straight. Mm-hmm. And of course, moving on healing, we already know that it's not linear. So you're not going to constantly go in a straight line. Like sometimes you might take a dip. Sometimes you might make a left mm-hmm. turn, a right turn. Like you have to just embrace it as it all comes. But don't ever see those turns as like a major setback because it's not. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay if you take one step back. That's just life. You just have to continue well, to. Like that's why we always mention people online at least mention triggers a lot of the time, right? Like mm. you may still have triggers that you're not aware of or that you're aware of and then like you try to avoid them, but they might be here and there. And like I don't think anyone ever truly moves on 100% from anything. That's ha- that happens significantly in their life, if that makes sense. Something that I actually learned from therapy was, and this is like such a, it like mm-hmm. changed my life was when you are able to identify the triggers, you can actually train your brain to take a different, like, is it called like a neuropath or something Mm -hmm. like that? But you can basically train your brain to adjust how you think of certain things. Mm -hmm. So normally when we get triggered by certain things, like there's a science behind it. I don't know all the correct terminology, Mm -hmm. but like, you know, something triggers you and it like results in you reacting in a certain way. You're either upset. It it goes to a different part of your brain depending on how you react. Like if you, I believe it's like, if it's a trigger where your body almost reacts involuntarily, it goes directly mm. to your prefrontal cortex because that's where all, or not your, it goes to your, um, shoot, I forget what the word is now. Prefrontal cortex is where like your, your your brain is doing the thinking. So what? It goes, I don't, I don't know there's, the a, there's, a, there's a part of your brain that reacts almost instinctively. 
and you, and they're oh. they're if certain things happen to you early on in your life mm. your brain can like create that path oh. where it goes past your ability to think about it and mm-hmm. like it just goes directly into to your the reaction yeah to mm. the reaction you know when you're mm-hmm. able to like the thing that i learned was that when you're able to identify what your triggers are there are um uh i have this like chart of different um i guess like negative reactions and how to train your brain to adjust your reactions to it mm-hmm. so that you then go from being extremely triggered by certain things to being you know relatively unfazed by it mm-hmm. so to kind of like put button on that <laughs> go to therapy <laughs> and speak to professional who yeah. can give you a better answer. it really does not to make light of it i'm just saying like i feel like uh, we can tell you as much as you can but like we probably have things that we're dealing with that we still don't know how to oh, yeah. deal with so like it, at the end of the day it's probably best to go to a professional mm-hmm. and if you feel like it's affecting you uh to where you can't move on with your life or do certain things mm. that you want to do in life mm-hmm. uh and speak to them and they can give you i don't know things to do or things to practice to be able to get over uh and move on from these uh past traumas that you have yeah and then to kind of hit that last question of how do you build your iman when you mm-hmm. hit rock bottom oh yeah so there's a second part of it we didn't i don't think we read that question out completely but it also says on the second question also how do you build your iman when you hit rock bottom i just said that <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i i, I want to see it like okay, oh my bad okay. I, I, I no okay you. i'll cut out that no, part no no no, 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 no now i'm embarrassed now i'm embarrassed you no, can just cut out, out my no, part no it's okay no, so that no. you said it for the first no, it's time like, no, it's not, no one's gonna know it's okay they're not gonna know they're not gonna know they're gonna know um yeah, how, wh- what would you say? Like, how would you, how do you... I want you to answer this question, mm-hmm. Sada. Come on now. a <laughs> <laughs> question of you. Uh, just answer <laughs> it. Um, okay. I have um, an answer, but I don't, I don't want to hear yours first. I know, I want to hear yours to inspire my answer. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I want you to think critically here. Again, I can only speak on personal experience here. So, mm-hmm. when you feel like your Iman is running on E, your Iman tank, <laughs> okay. when it's running on E, I think that um it's always good to just like go back to the basics um one thing that i know really impacts your iman and like not to get all preachy but this is just i'm just Mm -hmm. putting it out there is that when you feel so disconnected from your religion that's when your iman is very low right so you need to start reconnecting again whether that be through Quran, whether that be through minimizing your music intake possibly or like watching too many shows. like Because when we're so submerged in the dunya, you know, you feel very removed. Like it's it's like, think of it as a spectrum, right? Like usually you're the most happiest when you're like in a moderate, like middle ground area. But when you're too far to one side, closer to the dunya side, you feel very disconnected from the deen. Um, and so for me, what usually works is, um, I like to attend lessons, listen, listen to, um, lectures online. There's so many, so many different lectures online. Um, also making a lot of dua, I find, I, I find is very like peaceful. Um, if you wake up for fajr, I find that that also really impacts the, your mood for the rest of the day. Um, it usually puts me in a better mood. I know it's like extremely hard and you're tired and nobody wants to get out of their bed, but trust me, trust me, bro. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the tagline for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
and uh, just being forgiving towards yourself because I think we're a little bit too hard on ourselves and we constantly compare ourselves to our peers or other people that you may see online or whatever. And, you know, I think that uh, one's religiosity, it's like very uh, advertised online. Like people are just openly posting things online now. So you might see a TikTok or an Instagram reel of somebody showing their a day in the life and they're showing them themselves praying, for example. Um, and you might look at your situation and you're like, oh, I don't pray, you know, and there's five prayers in the day. And if you're struggling with prayers, for example, maybe start with one, work your way up to being consistent with that one prayer. And then once you feel like, okay, I'm like, I'm good with this one prayer now incorporate two. And then as you go on, like it's basically, I feel like this rule applies to like everything in life. Like, whenever you're trying to rebuild a habit, you have to start off small. You can't just do every single thing all at once because mm-hmm. you're you're not going to be able to maintain that over time. So, you know, that's just my opinion or opinion and advice in terms of how to kind of build your way back up. Mm-hmm. I sort of interpreted this question a little bit differently because okay. it says, okay, it says like, how do you build your iman when you've hit rock bottom? So like, mm-hmm. I'm not sure like, is this are you saying that you your iman is low but also you're like depressed or something or you feel like you're at rock bottom or is it just your iman that's at rock bottom and everything else is kind of not fine but like yeah like kind of just good in life and you're just you feel like you've kind of distanced yourself from your iman as much as possible um mm, that's okay yeah because like your 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 answer there are pretty acceptable like me i would kind of um there's something i mentioned last week when mm-hmm. it comes to someone who wants to get back into like a healthy lifestyle mm-hmm. and like immersing yourself in the culture and the people that surround it and following people mm-hmm. that um, advertise it or not advertise, but like, yeah, motivate just you, motivate you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, immersing yourself in the culture and the community mm-hmm. that surrounds um, in your case, if you're saying you mind like Islam in general, do you mean like on social media? Yeah. On social media, uh, like the things that you see, mm-hmm. Like, unfollow the things that you feel like are, are giving you any negative thoughts in regards to Iman or people that aren't really uh, helping you towards building it. Yeah. And follow more people that in, in within your community that are kind of showcasing it in a way that will motivate you to um, start practicing a lot more. Because mm-hmm. uh, you might be practicing everything fine, just your Iman. So Iman means, like, your actual... Your faith. Your faith, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, also... One thing is like, this is something I kind of envy of reverts or converts Mm -hmm. is like they got to approach Islam, like not knowing anything about it. So all of their questions were answered. And that's the reason that they were able to like convert to Islam. Oh, I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. then there are a lot of people who maybe their their parents they were born muslim but their parents didn't really push the religion on them outside of them telling them to be muslim and pray and all these things Mm -hmm. but like they never truly went into islam and told them like why this is this way or why that so like when you have all these questions you might not have been encouraged by your parents or whoever to ask questions Mm -hmm. so you can get the answers so that's kind of why i envy them because then uh you it might lead you to have all these questions and not look for the answers because you feel like you're going to be judged for it. Because if, if a person who's looking into Islam is asking all these questions, 
they're most likely not going to be looked at in a weird way. Like, why are you asking all these questions? What's wrong with you? Are, are you saying that you're not Muslim anymore or something like that? But if you're someone who's already Muslim and you're asking all these questions, you feel like you're going to be looked at differently, um, which is unfortunate because you should be able to ask as many questions as you need if you feel like you have any questions uh, in regards to, I don't know, whatever it is in Islam. Um, because once you have those answers, I feel like you'll, your iman will be much stronger and also leave a lot less in your brain for the, like, um, to be, uh, for your brain to kind of, what do you call it again, work over, or, like think about too much. Because mm. you, can, you can overthink something in your mind to, as trying to ask a question and then your opinion starts to come into play. Yeah. When you could easily just go to someone you feel is trustworthy in religion or is knowledgeable mm -hmm. and just ask them all the questions you have. So your mind is at ease essentially. And I feel like a lot of people who struggle with their iman, especially these days, because there's so many differing opinions and you're always online mm -hmm. listening to people uh, with differing opinions um, that it can kind of confuse you, especially as a young person, mm -hmm. especially as a gen, is it the, what's the latest one? Gen, gen Z? Z. Yeah, just especially as a Gen Z, mm -hmm. um, where from day one, when you have that phone in your hand, you're being exposed to the whole world and all these different opinions and everything and when you're not steadfast in your own religion at that point especially at a young age you can get confused very quickly so it's i encourage you to go ahead and ask any questions you might have so you, your mind can be in ease and it'll also build up your iman and you'll be more inclined to or yeah, i feel like it'll build you back from wherever you find yourself in your mind when it comes to hitting rock bottom there yeah no i i think that's a a really good point and i think it's I don't agree with uh, judging like uh, people who are born Muslim if they are uh, curious or mm -hmm. just like wanting to learn more about Islam because just because you're born Muslim doesn't mean you're born with all the knowledge of the religion. Yeah. Like you have to learn just as much as anybody else does. Yeah. Um, and if you're not like if you don't have that opportunity to learn and now you find yourself, you know, in your late teens or 20s, whatever year, whatever age you're at, where you're like, you know what, I want to become more in touch with my faith, mm -hmm. but I just don't know where to start. Don't ever feel like Amir said, don't feel shy mm -hmm. to start learning like your your journey to um, to learn about your religion. There's no age limit on that. Like you can literally be a student for your entire life and that's mm -hmm. totally acceptable, totally fine. Um, but I do understand that point that you were making about uh, converts and how, you know, for them, I, I, the one thing that I admire about them is they got to see what life was like outside of Islam, which mm -hmm. I feel like it, it really, um, it allows them to fall more deeply in love with their religion. Yeah. Because it's like, um, how should I put this? You won't understand because you don't wear glasses, but it's like <laughs> when you, for those of, you know, I my, can see clearly now. <laughs> literally, <laughs> for those of you who wear glasses, you know what I'm talking about, where you wake up in the morning, you can't see anything, okay? Life is just blurry, okay? Nothing's making sense to you. You can't see. Mm -hmm. And the minute you put your glasses on, the colors are more brighter. Like, <laughs> just, you can see everything. Yeah. And I feel like that's, that might not be the best analogy. I don't mm -hmm. know because I was born Muslim, but I, I assume that that's what it's yeah. like for them, you know? Yeah. And even then, I've heard from several different people who have converted to Islam that um, it's a very lonely journey because, mm -hmm. you know, for us, 
we are privileged like alhamdulillah we were born into islam where our entire families are muslim yeah but if you're converting to the religion that doesn't mean your entire family converts with you yeah a lot of times you're converting by yourself you're mm-hmm. lucky if you have a friend or a sibling or a parent that converts yeah. with you um and so you know my heart goes out to them may allah make it easy for those who convert and they mm-hmm. literally have to do it on their own and build a chosen family from scratch mm-hmm. where we i feel like are all together and we kind of are lucky in the sense that we have yeah a privilege a privilege in the case that we don't have to do that work or mm-hmm. that legwork to find our community like we have each other if if um i find that we motivate each other like if we're hanging out and we're like oh gotta pray yeah we're all getting up to pray you know what i mean and if yeah. someone isn't getting up it's like the guys don't question the girls mm-hmm. the girls because you know Mm-hmm. but the guys would question the guys like get your way so <laughs> yeah exactly but um, that can also be a detriment to a point because people will mm-hmm. feel at least people who are in those communities will mm-hmm. feel like if they do have any questions mm-hmm. that they might not be able to go to them because like they might ask them like i mentioned earlier they might judge them for it even though they if they probably did they wouldn't be yeah. but there are people who might have that um what do you call it when you like have something that hold you back that uh that uh conservative no shoot there's a word for it there's someone shouting right now what's that word uh Actually, come on you, sarah I, I you know what i never took my pre-workout today and that's why last week i took my pre-workout and my recall and my be able my ability to use the vocabulary i know i have somewhere in my brain was but so I much more better I, I spot you though most of the time well to now you're feeling today you're feeling because i don't know what you're trying to say it's that words like resistive or like re- reluctant I don't even know what the sentence I was saying anymore. Okay, guys. Um, <laughs> so I think we've answered our question or your question. Uh, if you do want us to uh, elaborate later, whoever asked that question there, you can, mm. you know, always contact us. But, you know, I'm just saying there's probably like some better people to speak to. At Amir's least basically asleep. telling I'm you to so, get some help. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just really bad at answering. <laughs> no, but I think it's, it's, it's definitely like a, an in, like I love this topic. Yeah. Um, I feel like we could talk about it forever. Mm-hmm. Um you know keep your head up yeah as long as as long as you live to see another day that's always another chance at life and mm-hmm. another chance to to do better for yourself mm-hmm. so um yeah i think that's all we have for today yeah, guys i really gotta go guys i like i'm like <laughs> late late okay but uh gotta do the outro oh yeah sorry uh <laughs> thank you again for listening and watching uh make sure to follow us on youtube make sure to like the video make sure to comment leave your uh, replies to the questions we've asked y'all mm-hmm. in this podcast uh um, if you have any advice to the questions that we asked yeah exactly if you feel like comments. you can give a better point make sure to leave it in there mm-hmm. uh follow us on instagram tiktok cousin connection pod um and yeah i think that should be it yeah thank you bye, bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.